You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. A very exciting edition of the show ahead. It is our fantasy football blowout. Uh, ways to improve your league. I'm going to give you more information packed into 40 minutes than any other podcast out there. Players I like, players I hate, overrated, underrated. I'll even give you some guys you probably never even heard of. I have got arguably the greatest review of this podcast ever written, and I, I want to read it to you. Strap in and let's rock and roll. Always Aggravated is next. All right, so we come to you on a Tuesday. Uh, it is fantasy football season. We are going to dedicate most of the show to that. Sully is back in tow. Uh, not tan, though. So we have no idea. <laughs> where 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 were you that you weren't tan? Well, we our vacations were not synced up very well, I guess. Because last week you were off. I was here. But besides week that, I just prior, been, you weren't here. I like was I, that, so I was up north for those three days. But uh, I've been wearing a hat a lot this summer, man. Uh, so like I, I don't I don't get the sunburn, which is nice. I, I just... We kind of wondered that you weren't tan. I had started a, a rumor, and I owe you an apology. I had said there was potential that you were either laid off or you were. <laughs> yeah, because you, yeah, you went did. to like Phoenix to get yeah, hair, hair plugs. You and I make all the trades this morning. Yeah, because you and I haven't seen each other in three weeks. That's that's why I, I totally get it. S- Sully was on the uh, the New York Post. Yeah, he was in the Andrew Marchand column. Um, all right, but you're back. That's like what happens, Mike. When when uh, you're you know you'd always be off, and the rumor would go, oh well, Mike's suspended. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Terry used to always do that to me. It's like, nah, I'm just taking my vacation. But you guys do whatever the fuck you want. Um, all right, we are ready to roll. But you know what I want to do? I got it. This is fun. So. You know, okay, like uh, I know Radio.com doesn't have it, uh, but it's only 2019. Who could expect it? But but uh, Apple Pod has ratings and reviews. Now, I will tell you, shout out to the listeners. We are a perfect 5.0 out of 5.0 wow. on this deal. Uh, and over 2,500 written reviews, which, look, from looking around at podcasts, that's pretty, that's pretty freaking good. A lot of pods have been around multiple years with some decent distribution, and they don't give people... Uh, getting involved here. So, A, thank you for that. But we stumbled on a review. And I got to tell you, I think it's one of the great reviews ever written. Uh, And it is, I just thought, you know what, this person put so much time into this that I would read it to you. And it's brief, but um, there's a lot of passion in it. And I think when people put this much time into it, why not give them a a shout out? Is everyone comfortable with that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you can put your right hand to God. I I have not shared this with you, have I? No. Be honest. You know nothing of this. Well, when you and I were writing it last night, we well, talked right, about it. Right. No, I think this is great, and, and I think Roberto will appreciate. Uh, this is on Apple Pod. Uh, it is titled Cramps and Wiping. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, no, this is great. Come on. Uh, and it's it's by someone named Vernart, which I'm sure is their real name. Oh, Vernart. Uh, Big Vern. And I will tell you. <laughs> no, I will tell you. Uh, it is a one-star review of this pod. Oh. This show is where the inner female can talk about shopping and cramps. Mike loves to live in perpetual misery, being stuck in a small market with big ideas, working in a dead medium 
radio, and being a bigger loser because he is the tops in a dead, all caps, market. <laughs> New York primetime doesn't want you, but Detroit will take this human piece of garbage. Oh. The super special needs angry kid finally has a pulpit and wins it every day, being a crybaby with hourly fans and salary dreams, exclamation point. Save your money, loser, because you're not going anywhere. Detroit's as high as you'll ever fly. So knock up a local because it's the best you'll ever do, comma, loser, exclamation point. With that type of passion, I said, you know what? Fuck it. This deserves to get read. That's pretty awesome. I think that should be the new description in our podcast. (laughs) Cramps and wiping. Yeah. From the mind of Roberto yeah. Beauchene. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me. Pod. Yeah, I'm good at writing those. If you I, like the, I like the one-liner at the end. So, knock up a local. Jeez. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a nice five-star. Uh, no, that's yeah. boring. I wanted to give you possibly the most toxic one written. <laughs> it reminds me of the old file feedback segment we used to do when people yeah. would just rip us to shreds. Yeah. Well, listen. That was pretty good. Well, and I'll tell you, when a per- that's not just like, ah, this show fucking stinks. I hate Mike right. and Sully's voice. Uh, and, he put you some know, thought into that. I can't believe they let the black guy talk. It's, oh. That's just, that's oh. I expect those. Yeah. Right. That's standard, right? When you put that level of work into that shit, I go, wow, special. Give a shout out. Now, let's proceed to fantasy football. Well, on that. On the cramps and wiping show. Now that we're all in a good mood, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. Now, listen, uh, excuse me. I, I want to sip uh, my big black coffee. Oh, <laughs> me too. Oh, God, that tastes good. All right. It's fantasy football time. Now, I have been grinding away for weeks. I am damn near fully prepared, but then again, I am a league champion. So there is that. I know oh, Sully. Come on, Sully has a league championship yes, at some that's point. Right. Okay, you know what David doesn't have? Then <laughs> fuck Roberto. He don't even play. No. But listen now, two of the three of us can provide you with top oh, flight. Stop it! I won this station's first year. Nobody remembers it. Oh, <laughs> Sully brings it up every day, almost. Yeah, because I fantasy. won the next two, and oh, I, 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 I outdone wow. you. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it's some good bread. All right, so how do you want to start this? Because I'm going to deliver for the people. I am literally going to take you through, and I'll even separate when there's a major difference in scoring system. Like, let's say a guy is is great in points per reception and average and not. I'll make a notation for you. But my plan is I'm going to take you through the highlights of, say, the top 100 or maybe top 50, and then... We'll do some sleepers. We'll do some busts. I know, Sully, you got the the hyped list and whether I'm buying or not. Roberto is going to ask which of these players has the biggest penis. We'll get to that probably 30 minutes in. Um, (laughs) Well, you need that for fantasy, right? I don't know. Right. I'm just waiting for Roberto to somehow mix in sex jokes with fantasy football. Oh, this is a different fantasy. Yeah, not that fantasy. Roberto Roberto wishes like their height and weight. They would also list the uh, the size of that. Right. (laughs) This guy sounds big. Uh, No. You know what Roberto will be into? Remember I asked TJ Lang? that one time yeah oh <laughs> man you know i got a fun update on that story i spent some time with tj recently oh man he wouldn't tell me this one but remember he admitted he had, he had said we rhymed name. which guy in the locker room yes. had the biggest ding ding yes he also said there was an award for the guy with the littlest ding ding oh, but oh. he wouldn't tell me who and i said it's better to not know oh man better to not know wow 
what I could make. I would love to make some guesses, but okay. I'm not going to name names. Here's what Roberto yeah. will be into. He's going to be feverishly Googling who these guys are attached to. And trying to see who's got the hottest girlfriend. I, I know <laughs> yeah. your game. Oh, that is a good reference. No, okay. you'll, you'll be looking up their shoe sizes and all that stuff. That... <laughs> oh. Okay. You know, now. that's true. That's the old wife tale or whatever. <laughs> Why don't we just go top to bottom here with some storylines as we record on, what is today? August, what is today? Sixth. Sixth. I've been lost in Saratoga. All right. So on August 6th, and we can certainly um, kind of revisit these eve of the season but all right so a couple of storylines let's go around the room with this obviously zeke elliott storyline mm-hmm. if it changes overnight then rule out everything i'm saying i mean zeke if zeke isn't threatening a holdout is anyone in the room comfortable like i am saying he's the number one player in fantasy football no i'm not comfortable <sighs> saying that even if he plays need a reason i need uh, i believe christian mccaffrey will be the number one receiver because he He's going to get the rushing yards. Wow. He's going to get all those touches. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, uncomfortable with that take that if no Zeke issue. doesn't hold out? No issue or uh, any hill to die on with that. No, not at all. You know what's interesting, too? Zeke has, he's tied for the longest streak in the NFL, and I forget if it was seven or eight games in a row, of at least four receptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't view Zeke in a, in a points-per-reception league as being that type of threat, but he's gotten better and better and better working on that end of his game. I mean, if Zeke Elliott comes back, plays all 16, Travis Frederick, his center, all-pro center, is going to be back this year after beating that disease he had. I forget what it is, the autoimmune disease or whatever. Um, That's a big upgrade to that O-line. They've got Amari Cooper fully integrated in the offense. I have no problem. But if Zeke holds out, if Zeke misses time, if Zeke is into the third or fourth week of training camp, I I think you're running the risk of looking at him (sighs) fourth or fifth best back. And maybe outside of the top five overall. But I just wanted to run that one by you. Uh, Melvin Gordon's a different case. I'm going to tell you now, I am very, very down on where Gordon's situation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, agent out there saying, trade me or get him a contract. There is a feeling or a sense that unlike Zeke, who might just be enjoying a week in Cabo, that Melvin Gordon could miss time Um I'm not. I wasn't involved with Le'Veon Bell last year. I won't be involved with Melvin Gordon this year. Yeah. I think it's too risky. If you're asking me where is Melvin Gordon right now at time of taping on August 6th, I am going to assume Gordon is going to miss a game or all of camp or more. I probably have Melvin Gordon. And I'm trying to be fair. Well, let me, let me, how about this? Let me ask you two first. Where would you have Gordon overall? Is he still a first-round pick in a 12-team league? Uh, is he a second-round pick in a 12-team league? And then kind of where do you have him amongst running backs? Let's start. Let's do it that yeah. way. David, you can start. Go ahead. I would have him as a second-round pick in a 12-team league. I just can't trust that he's going to play all training camp right now, maybe okay. not the start of the season, so I would have him as a second-round second pick. Second or third, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I um, think there's – I mean, there's. you mentioned the running back thing. There's – off the top of my head, probably close to 10 running backs I would take out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I can say that. Yeah. When you do the running backs, all right, let's get the obvious out of the way. Saquon, Kamara, yep. CMC, yep. Zeke. All right, there's four. David Johnson, five. James Conner, six. Le'Veon, seven. Mixon, eight. Nick Chubb, yep. nine. This is where it gets dicey. I think in a regular league, Marlon Mack could be considered here. A PPR, you're going to have mm-hmm. a problem because the Colts don't put him on the field in passing situations, yep. and he had an awful pro football focus grade. Damian Williams, can you trust him? Right. Dalvin Cook, can he stay healthy? 
Todd Gurley has my grandfather's knees and he's <laughs> dead. Um, I didn't hear you say Le'Veon Bell. Did you say Bell? I, I did say Le'Veon. Okay. Let me tell you one I'd put ahead of Melvin Gordon, and I'm buying on the come here. I think right now with the Gordon situation, I'm comfortable putting on Johnson ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? No, that's not wrong at and all. And I want to give you one more, and this could be controversial. This could be a boom or bust, win your league, or totally destroy you. I think I know. I know, too. Oh, well, then fuck yeah. me. All right, hold on. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. I'll, I, I'm going to guess that you're going to say Nick Chubb. I was going to guess Josh Jacobs. Nick oh, Chubb. No, 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 no. Nick Chubb, too. I already have ahead of him. Oh, okay. I absolutely have Nick Chubb. No, I was going to say Leonard Fournette. Oh. I think the presence of a quarterback really is a game changer. I mean, when you are saddled with Blake Bortles, you are saddled with looking at constant eight-man fronts. Hmm. Even though I don't love Foles, do we all agree that Foles is infinitely more capable than Blake Bortles of being an NFL quarterback? No question. Yeah. You look at some of the skill players. I don't think they're great. I think they can be solid. I think Fournette's got a shot, if healthy. I know, signed Alvin Cook. I think Fournette would be ahead of Melvin Gordon for me right now. Wow. Because the Chargers seem resolute. You're talking about Austin Eckler being there. You're talking about Josh, Justin Jackson. Um, I have Melvin Gordon as my number 15 overall running back right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, I'd start moving him down the list. I would move further and further down the list the further into camp he goes to the point where I'll do with him what I did with Le'Veon. I just make him undraftable. Mm-hmm. Any issue with that? No. Because I was going to say 14, but 14, 15, same range. It's, so, it's yeah. just crazy when you talk about it and like add it up like that. Like uh, off the top of your head, I don't think many people would say, "Oh, Melvin Gordon's a fifteen to twenty running back in the NFL." No. He's been so damn good. But yeah, when you go through the list and say, "Okay, well, would you take him over this guy, over right. Nick Chubb, right, over Joe Mixon, over David Johnson?" There's so many guys that you can go through where, yeah, maybe he is down in that. And, range. and understand, Mike, like like our, my draft is you know two nights before the season. I'll have all the information in front of mm-hmm. me. If Melvin Gordon hadn't reported at that point. Yeah. I, I, I'm not into the conversation of, well, what if I took him in the sixth mm. and I wait? Nah, fuck that. Right. Like, first round selection. Melvin Gordon helped carry me to a championship last year. Did I mention I won the championship? My <laughs> point is, my point is, he is a top seven running back if the situation is normal. If he's there, yes. But, like, Matthew Barry always says this. You can't win your league in your first round. But you can absolutely lose it. Mm-hmm. If you're taking a guy in the first round, he has to play. He has to be healthy. He has to perform. I can't guarantee any of that with Gordon. So let, let's do this. We're, we're cranking on running backs here. Let's just keep going down the list because running backs is the biggest deal for most people. Fair? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Jones is a guy. Spend a minute on this. A lot of people love Aaron Jones. Yep. And Mike McCarthy would never give him the full-time job. I've seen Jones ranked as high as 10, yep. depending on format. I've seen him as low as, say, 20. Um, I'm on the lower end of this. I don't trust him totally. I like him. I think he's the best back they have. But I'm not convinced in a division that features the Lions defensive front, the Bears defensive front, and the Vikings defensive front that I want any shares of the Packer ground game. Am I crazy? Not at all. No, I, I think he's that RB2 or that, that flex type guy. I don't think it's anything more than that. He's a guy that probably just kind of fill in there. He's on the borderline of that for me. David, where's he at for you? Uh, I would put him outside of the 20, top 20 there yep. because of what you said. And a lot of people, when it comes to fantasy, they don't think about the division opponents and what their defense looks like. You're getting six brutal matches. You have to pay attention to that. That's key. Want to take a second to talk about our uh, presenting sponsor, the D Las Vegas. Get away, relax, have a good time. The D doing it right. 
You go to Vegas for a football weekend, it's, it's phenomenal. They're also doing fantasy football drafts right now. You go out with the boys, $40 a person. You get your own man cave for four hours, minimum eight people. And some of the fantasy stuff we're talking about right now, you could be doing your draft in Vegas, four big screen TVs, your own private cocktail server. You could even add a food package. If that sounds like a good time to you, well, make the phone call or check it out, thed.com. Book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. You can call their sales team, 702 388 2200. That's 702 388 2200. Or you simply go to the D.com. It's the D Las Vegas. It's your home for sports and now fantasy football drafts in Vegas. Let me give you another guy I want no part of. And he's a name. Uh, a lot of sex appeal, even as a commercial. A lot of people view him as a stud. Here's the problem he doesn't touch the football. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have Devontae Freeman in my top 20 running backs. Man, mm-hmm. he used to be so high up there, too. I know. Yeah, but, but Mike, when you look at when you look at his games, right, the actuality of what he presents, okay? I mean, hell, games with eight carries, yep. six carries. Too inconsistent. Uh, that's I mean, last year, let's call it lost season, right? Go back to 2017. Here are his carries. Devontae Freeman, 12 carries, 19 and 21, lovely, 9, 12, 12, 11, 2, hurt for two weeks, yep. 12. You got an anomaly with 24, 11, 11. I'm sorry, but at this stage of his career, at the name value of Devontae Freeman, at how hard he runs, I can't mess with it. I would view him as a flex. I would not have him as an RB1 or 2. I yes. wouldn't have him in my top 20 running backs. Mm-hmm. I would take Chris Carson ahead of Devontae Freeman. Mm-hmm. I would take, here's one I might get made fun of for. Why are people sleeping on Mark Ingram? Baltimore led the league in rushing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they pound the rock. When Lamar Jackson took over, do you guys realize they went from running it like the 24th most in the league to running it number one in attempts? Now, I understand. They had Gus Edwards, and they had Kenneth Dixon, and they had Alex Collins. They didn't bring in Mark Ingram to sit around. Mark Ingram is a between-the-tackles, goal-line, primary back. Now, look. Here's my point. Devontae Freeman in an auction format versus Mark Ingram. You think Freeman costs you $7 to $10 more? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question when I read you these numbers. Carries after the PED suspension. 16, 12, 13, 13, 16, 11, 7, 13, 12, 11. What does that sound familiar to? Similar to mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman. But I'm getting it 7 to 10 bucks cheaper in an auction. And I maybe I'm crazy. Would you say as many as two rounds later than Freeman? Yeah, yeah definitely later. Okay, so thought it was a great fit for uh, for him and both. Sure, and, and again, it's all about value. It's not about who's a better real football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy in this range I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry yeah. is a guy that I expect in another year or two we're going to look back and go, man, do you remember those crazy, you know? X amount of games he had. <laughs> hey, remember that Thursday night, week 14 against Jacksonville when he had like 300 yards rushing? The 99-yard run or whatever? Yeah. I, I just, I look at Derrick Henry. Here, example. All right? 10 carries for 26 yards. 18 carries for 56. Doesn't visit the end zone in either of them. Mm-hmm. 18 for 57. Doesn't visit the end zone. 8 for 24. 
doesn't visit the end zone. 11 for 56, doesn't visit the end zone. 7 for 21, no TDs. Hey, congratulations, you waited till week 7. You gave me 12 carries for 33 yards, but you got a TD. Mm -hmm. 8 for 27, 11 for 38, uh, 8 for 46, 8, uh, 8 for 30. All right, now here we, here we go. 17 for 236 and 4. 33 for 170 and 2, 21 and 84 for 1, and then caps it off 16 for 93. I tell you this right now. Derrick Henry, hell of a football player in college. He's mm -hmm. always been fun to watch because he's like a freakazoid big. He's like Brandon Jacobs. I don't know that Tennessee's going to be any good. You got Taylor Lewan missing time. You got Jack Conklin never healthy. Shout out. I know Sully's not a fan. The point <laughs> is. <laughs> Derrick Henry, to me, being drafted as the 15th running back, the 16th running back in that Marlon Mack, carry-on, Jones, Fournette. I'd, I, right now, for me, I'm drawing a big red X through Derrick Henry. Go ahead on that. Well, uh, can I well, can I say this yeah. real quick? Sure. I will factor in also with Derrick Henry the offensive system there. Mariota's awful. Okay, so if he can't pass the ball, he's no threat. The box will be stacked a little bit more to stop Derrick Henry. And if he's already not scoring touchdowns last year, what is he going to do this year? And doesn't yep. catch the football. Exactly. So if you're in a league like me with half point PPR or full PPR. Derrick Henry is, you know what Derrick Henry is to me? He's a lower upside Sonny Michelle. Mm. Sonny Michelle's another kid where in the old days of football, he'd have a lot more value. Like, example, the last six years, the NFL's been around for, what, 85 years? 100 years. It's year 100. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. Roberto, are you still awake, buddy? Yeah. You okay? He just heard you say how big Derrick Henry is. He's been <laughs> on his computer <laughs> looking him up. Can you imagine? 6'4", 250. <laughs> All right. My All point right. is, listen to me. So the last six years in NFL history have been the sixth highest years for passing the football. They've also been the sixth highest years for passing the ball to running backs. What does Sony Michelle not do? Forget about even catching the ball. They don't put him on the field mm -hmm. on passing downs. Yep. So as much as I like him, as much of a good player as he is, what are you going to do with Sony Michelle? Uh, aside from the fact his knees are beat up, right? Missed a couple. Of, I missed three games last year. Uh, was a question mark to start this season. But like, yeah, twenty-five for one twelve and a TD. That is sexy. But then you're going to get some weeks that are, you know, four for 22 and he's dinged up. You're going to get some weeks where he's 13 for 48 and no TDs. I worry about Sonny Michelle because they have James White. They have Damian Harris, who they just drafted, kid out of Alabama, power back. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if Sonny Michelle comes out and has a great year. Maybe goes out, scores seven, eight TDs, gets you 1,000 yards. But the problem is you're going to have to pay for him. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he loses his role. New England is cutthroat. Well, right? in one of my golden rules, I never bet against the Patriots. I also never draft Patriot running backs. Yeah. You just don't know. It's running mm -hmm. back by committee. Jonas Gray is a perfect example of that. Let I know it's an the, extreme example, only, but still. The only one I would absolutely take and pay for, and you got to be in a, at least half-point PPR, but certainly a PPR league, is James White. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look. A lot of screen passes. Yeah. I mean, when you look at James White, and you were talking about someone who, man, you got to go back to like Larry Centers for a running back who could go out and possibly catch, you know, a hundred balls. Last year, he caught 87 passes. 87. Mm. 
He was targeted 123 times. You know what that is? That's Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. The, the other angle, what do you do? They lose Josh Gordon. They lose Gronk, right? Someone's got to replace, you know, what? 200, or not 200, but 150 targets on yeah. that team. Oh, yeah. James White is going to be on the field every passing down. It, it, look, he'll get about 100 carries. All right, that's his his deal. Uh, and even if it regresses a little bit, you're talking about a guy who at the running back spot, or probably this is where he's a flex. He's fantastic. 87 for 800. He had seven TDs last year. Mm-hmm. That'll regress to four or five. But if your flex is going out, or your backup running back, or let's say in a league where it's two running backs, three wide out, plus a flex, mm-hmm. if James White is that jackknife that you're filling back, you're, you're filling flex, you're talking about a guy who could go out and produce, I don't know, 1,200 yards, catch 90 balls, so you're getting the bonus points in the PPR there. He's basically a wide receiver who can play running back that could go out and produce 85 catches, 1,200 yards, 9 TDs. You kidding me? Uh, and I'll pay for James White. Mm-hmm. I will. Sony Michelle, I love the kid, but I can't do it. Nope. Um, another guy I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, Lamar Miller. Can't do it. The guy wouldn't be able to find the end zone with two hands and a flashlight. <laughs> if you go back over the last couple of years, not David, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. How many touchdowns does Lamar Miller have the last six seasons? Tough. But not even 20, I don't think. Well, I mean, let come on now, Bill. Let's let's be a little fair. I don't know, man. Six years. <laughs> Six years. He's got thirty touchdowns. Oh, five, that's three, mo- five. With the Houston Texans, three years, thirteen TDs. <sighs> and mind you, thirteen touchdowns. Are you ready for this? Seven hundred carries. Wow. He just doesn't score. It's almost remarkable. I'm not betting that this will be the year that he does. Hmm. The offensive line blows. I've got no interest in Lamar Miller. Any mm-hmm. argument there? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Um, now, guys I like. Let me give you a couple of uh, couple of guys here, and you can tell me what you want to do with them. I love David Montgomery. Kid out of Iowa State. I know locally I was tooting the horn here trying to get him. The I wanted the Lions to take him and pair him with carry-on. I just think David Montgomery with the Bears is in a great spot. Tariq Cohen is a specialist. He's like James White in that he has specialized abilities, not a bell cow. I think David Montgomery can be the bell cow of that offense. He's got a little bit of everything. He doesn't have great speed. He's got good speed, okay speed. He's not, you know, Derrick Henry big, but he's powerful. He's not, you know, he's not Devontae Freeman with the quicks, but he can make you miss. All I know is David Montgomery when you take away the measurables, is a football player, and he can do it all. I think Montgomery is way undervalued. If you're sitting here a year from now, and we're talking about David Montgomery, I will be very surprised if his if he, he is not at least 10 spots higher in the overall average ADP right now going off the board as the 25th running back. Mm-hmm. To me, he'll be a top 15 running back next year. Yeah, and I think the point, I wish the Lions would have got him. That would have been perfect. But would have been amazing. No, I, th- I think Chicago is definitely an offense that will fit him well. There's no doubt about that. Uh, another guy like Rookie. And look, let, why don't we do that? Why don't we talk about the Todd Gurley situation? I'm sure it's a num- another one that people want us to address. Um, I'm out on Todd Gurley. And I might be really wrong. Might be terribly wrong. The Rams knew about his knee 
and the arthritic knee when they gave him the money. This is just happening quicker. Now, they can't get out of this. I mean, the cap hit is, what, $9 million this year? I think it's like 16 next year. I think that even if Todd Gurley's right, the financial end of this plays a role where they're going to limit his workload. Now, he may be Todd Gurley for 13 touches a week, 15 touches a week, but I think the days of them riding him like a show pony, I think it's done. And I don't think they drafted Daryl Henderson out of Memphis on accident. And, and I think Daryl Henderson is going to play a big role from day one. But the days of Todd Gurley getting you, you know, almost 300 carries and catching, say, 50 passes a year, you're talking about a guy giving you 330, 340, 350 touches, I think you could take 100 touches off that, minimum. And if those touches are available mm-hmm. in a Sean McVay offense, well, A, I'm not paying for Todd Gurley, who, when right, when healthy, you can make a case number one player in fantasy. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm betting he's not. And I'm betting that even if he is, the organizational edict will be we must preserve this guy before he turns into a cadaver. Yep. I'm all about Daryl Henderson. I think Henderson is going to—I mean, you are inserting a kid into an unbelievable role. Now, here's the other thing, and I, it, this, this affects Henderson the same way it affects Gurley. That offensive line is not going to be as good as it was last year. So you got to factor that in. But I'm, if, I, if you're asking me, taking Gurley in round two, taking Daryl Henderson, say, oh, I don't know, 10 rounds later, yep. I'm taking Daryl Henderson. Yep. Any issues there? Not at all. No, for me. Uh, David, it's something you talk about, too. I think that with how that Super Bowl went down, there was <laughs> clearly some sort of bad blood or some sort of issues, whatever the hell happened there. So I, I have no confidence. Dude, he's in, got B. Arthur's knee. <laughs> I have no confidence in drafting Todd Gurley high. Uh, where are you? Give me one guy that you would take late that you think can win you your league at running back. Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I like Rashad Penny. Really? I, I know Se- Seattle's offense, but here's the thing: Seattle, we know this. Like, it, you don't want to draft Seattle wide receivers a ton. So I don't know. I think Rashad Penny could catch a lot of passes in PPR. He's going to get a good amount of touches. I think that's one. And then the other one that I, I wanted to actually ask you about running back-wise yeah, was Miles Sanders. Mm. Okay. And just what your overall take was on him. Well, late. I love him. And the problem is, unlike Montgomery or unlike Henderson, when you look at the Philadelphia backfield, I mean, when you talk about a team and you go, okay, what do we got here at running back? I mean— People are sleeping on this, but it, it it really, I think there's merit to it. They went back and signed Darren Sproles. Do you realize how big a part of that offense Darren Sproles could be? Mm-hmm. Here's your running back room. Tell me who you guarantee, guarantee, Miles Sanders plays over. Mm-hmm. Ready? Jordan Howard. Gun to your head. Can you guarantee it? No. Corey Clement. Darren Sproles. Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood. Yeah. Now look, he might. Ugh. And Miles Sanders is a really talented kid. But that is a crowded, crowded backfield where I think at a minimum, I mean, look, Darren Sproles, let me back this up with some numbers for the people just so they don't think I'm bullshitting them because I'm not. When you look at Darren Sproles, the actual running of the football, no, he's not going to have that type of impact. But If he's healthy, he could catch 50 passes. Well, automatically, that takes away Miles Sanders' role on third down. 
Well, Jordan Howard is a first down back, right? So now you're competing with Jordan Howard. Well, Mm -hmm. even if you're in a timeshare for first and second down, we know you won't be on the field in third downs. What do we do? What do we do? I mean, I I, I I could see weeks where Miles Sanders is great. I could see weeks he doesn't play. So much depth. I think in a dynasty league, I love Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. you got to take him and stash him. But most people don't play dynasty the way I do, the way we do. That's just, now, if you want to improve your fantasy league, play Dynasty. But <laughs> I would stay away from Miles Sanders in a redraft league. I, I think the other there are other rookies out there like Montgomery, Henderson. I would even take, and you guys may laugh at me for this, and then we'll get back to the Miles Sanders thing. I would even take a flyer on Devin Singletary to kid the Bills drafted out of FAU. Mm. You mean to tell me that they're going to go into the season and that LaShawn McCoy at 31 years old and Frank Gore, who's older than Roberto, yeah, unbelievable. He's that's, still playing. that's going to be their backfield? I think by hook or by crook, McCoy may not even be there. Frank Gore may just burst into dust. Uh, I think Singletary ends up playing. It's about opportunity. Let's talk about Coppercraft Distillery for a minute. Now, look, if you haven't heard of Coppercraft by now, well, first off, what are you doing? I'm sure that you've at least heard of Coppercraft by now. They've been creating all sorts of buzz, been winning all sorts of awards, and it's a great Michigan product. Over in Holland, Michigan, Coppercraft Distillery, they have whatever your drink of choice is, they got it. Whether it's gin, vodka, certainly their award-winning bourbon, and also super popular this summer. I actually had some the other day. They're canned cocktails. Really cool concept. It's perfect for a tailgate, right, or a boat, golf course, whatever it is. It's their canned cocktails. You don't have to mix drinks yourself. They already do it for you. And it's just another reason why Coppercraft is uh, experiencing all sorts of success as we speak. Coppercraft Distillery. And you can learn more at coppercraftdistillery.com and certainly all over social media as well. Coppercraft Distillery over in Holland, Michigan. Give it a try. And all of their great products, bourbon, whiskey, gin, vodka, Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. Go ahead. Finish your thought on Miles Sanders. Yeah, well, I think... I, there's just so much depth there, so I totally get maybe not taking a flyer on him. Or if it is a dynasty league, just sure, stashing him for the years to come. But the other, the one more running back name I wanted to mention too. Yeah, go ahead. From and look, this I'm is here a, for all. This of it. is a guy who I thought he kind of came on last year, had a pretty good season, but I don't know what to make of him this year. Even drafting him late, Kenyon Drake, Miami. No, nope. mm. no, thank you. <laughs> because Here, he, he showed issue. some promise last year. Here, I here's he did, but here's the issue. He is he is absolutely reliant on the big play. Yeah, right. I think Miami's right. going to be a grease fire. I don't like taking running backs on terrible teams. And Kalen Ballage or Balage, the kid out of Arizona State, yep. uh, is there. Mm-hmm. I just all right. Let me let me let me do this in the ADP. Let me pull up where Drake is, and I'll give you a comparison. Let me see just how far live and in person I would drop this guy. All right, so they've got here's Kenyon Drake ADP. Here are the guys he's ahead of, and and I'll tell you where I would take Kenyon Drake. Got him ahead of James White. Nope. Got him ahead of Latavius Murray. We know there's going to be a timeshare in New Orleans. We know Kamara's not a uh, uh, 300-touch guy, right? Mm -hmm. I I take Latavius Murray. It's about situation. I would take Kenyon Drake above Penny based on opportunity. Uh, Terry Cohen, probably Drake. Uh, Darius Geis, I take Geis. Royce Freeman, this is one I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay came on the scene in Denver, yep. but they drafted Freeman high. Freeman has got size, speed, combo. He's an athletic freak. I don't. All right, how about this? If there is a ten percent chance, 
that Royce Freeman comes on in year two, displaces the try-hard, undrafted rookie Philip Lindsay, right? And bursts onto the scene as a star. Let's say there's a 10% chance of that. I view Kenyon Drake being a star as a 0% chance. Mm -hmm. He's just a guy. So at this point in the draft, if I'm drafting running backs that are outside the top 25 ADP, I'm shooting for the stars. I'd rather draft three guys that are lottery tickets, knowing they got a shot to be a star, than just take some guy who's going to be a guy. Like, Tariq Cohen is not going to be a star. Mm -hmm. Darius Geis might be. You know, like, like I don't know, like Kenyon Drake is just a a guy. Lamar Miller's just a guy. Wouldn't you rather go with a guy that's got some upside? Like, I would take a Daryl Henderson over Kenyon Drake. Um, I can't take Ronald Jones. I don't want any of that Tampa Bay running game. <laughs> um, I mean, hell, guys, you could go down this list like, shit, I... Look at some of these names. I mean, Deion Lewis. I know? can't mess with that. I tell you, I just found another rookie I really like, Justice Hill in Baltimore. You realize he graded out number one spark score at the draft. He brings something to that Baltimore backfield they did not have. And Mark Ingram's the bell cow, there's mm -hmm. no doubt. But boy, you get Justice Hill in some space with Lamar Jackson on that field. I, I'm not telling you Justice Hill is going to burst on the scene now, but man. You you get guys in space, you put freaky athletes out there, you create some real freaking problems. Justice Hill's a guy I'd take a flyer on late so, oh, in Dynasty Leagues all day. Um, but no, I'm not a Kenyon Drake guy. Any other backs you want to cover? Or we, can we go to watch? Yeah, let me, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Because of the situation with Gordon in San Diego, what would you do with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson? Because yeah, Justin Jackson showed promise last year. Yeah. Eckler already was getting touches and doing what he does. But what would you do with either one of them? Well, you know, uh, when you've won a title like me, mm -hmm. uh, I had Austin Eckler uh -huh. early in the year as Gordon Insurance. Mm -hmm. It's just a savvy championship move you make. Um, no, listen, I think Eckler, because of the passing game, has more value than Jackson. Mm -hmm. I, but I'm playing in a half PPR league. That's the problem. I just view it like when a guy is going to be on the field in passing downs, and I go back to the stat, the league has passed the ball more and more and more and more over the last six years. Oh, yeah. They've also been the six highest passing totals in league history. When the league is going one way, I don't see a reason to, I don't know, be Johnny Smart Guy. Jackson's a more talented, pure back. Yeah. But, I mean, with Eckler, you're talking about a guy who, here are Eckler's targets. With Melvin Gordon healthy, 5-5, 3-3-3, 5-8-7, mm -hmm. you know, like, in the passing game. Mm -hmm. And then his carries, I mean, again, there were weeks when Melvin Gordon was around. He got 11 carries. He got 8 carries, 7 carries, 12 carries, 6 carries, 13 carries, 15 carries. I just think Eckler is that type of guy that on a given week, whether the ground game's going or not, he's going to get 15 touches. And he's going to be doing it in a big-time offense. Mm -hmm. And he'll be doing it on passing downs. I go Eckler. All right, you want to get the wide receivers? Yeah. I told you, I'm here for all this shit this week. I mean, Roberto's on the floor sleeping, but so we, we can rock and roll. Uh, who's your number one receiver in fantasy, ladies? Hopkins for me. Hop for you. So, 
I would probably go Devontae Adams, actually. Same. Mm. I got a great stat. But it's close with Hopkins. Great stat on Devontae Adams. And the Ringer uh, football pod with Danny Heifetz had this stat, and it's great. You could take Devontae Adams, his worst game last year, worst, all right? Which, And I'll get to why I'm telling you this. You're going, why is this guy giving me his worst game? <laughs> There's a reason. You take his worst game and you extrapolate it over 16 games, mm-hmm. he's still a top 10 wideout. <laughs> his worst game. Devontae Adams last year, think about this. This is a guy who went out with 111 catches, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns. Every, do you do you realize what are the fewest amount of passes he caught in a game last year? <sighs> the answer is four, and he still scored two touchdowns. Oof! Wow. This is a guy who every week goes out. Here are the receptions: five, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, five, six, four, ten, five, eight, seven, eight, eleven. Every week, you know what it is? He's cashing checks. Every week, money in the bank. Yeah. When you draft, like you're going to have to take Devontae Adams. In the first round, unless you're in a league of boobs or it's a 10-teamer, right? Mm-hmm. It, remember what we said about Matthew Barry's famous line? You, you can't win your league in the first round, but you can lose it. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I'm going to take a receiver that high, I got to have consistency. It's like the anti-vintage Deshaun Jackson. One week he's got seven catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns, and he dances everywhere. The next week, two targets, one catch, 13 yards. Those guys will kill you. Devontae Adams is consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, listen, I have no problem with Hopkins. Here's the issue. He always is banged up. He did, is. Did you read the report the other day where he said last year he played with a shoulder problem that would have had other guys shut down? Yes. You factor in that Deshaun Watson's getting sacked 65 times. The O-line sucks again. Look, I'm never going to look uh, give a dirty look to anyone who takes Hopkins first, but I'm with Sull on this. I think Adams is number one with a bullet for me. Uh, how about the ne- all right? So how about the next classification? Do we all agree Julio Jones is back from a fantasy perspective? Yes. Sure. Uh, first, remember the first seven games couldn't get in the end zone. We were all making fun of it. Mm-hmm. How about the last seven games of the year? You check those numbers out. <laughs> Julio Jones went on an fu tour. I mean, it was. Something to behold, and he visited the end zone all but two of the last, I think, seven or eight weeks. Mm -hmm. But here's my question. If we agree that the top three wide receivers are, and again, whether it's PPR or not, I think it truly is Hop, Adams, Jones. Who is the number four receiver in all of fantasy football? And if you want to make a notation for two people in a non-PPR and PPR league, I'm more than happy to, to listen. I'd say Michael Thomas. I'm yes. biased, but I absolutely love him. Yes. Um, just okay. so productive. Seriously. I mean, and that's a guy that not only fills a statue, but I do think he is, like you said, with consistency. He's going to get the targets from Drew yeah. Brees every single game. I think in a PPR league, he rises to as high as four. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he goes to four in non-PPR. I'm going to tell you who I like. I'm going to take a chance on somebody here. And Sully's probably going to hit me. <laughs> Every report has been positive. All this kid does is work hard, shut his mouth, do his job. I think there's a bit of a revenge angle that's going to go on in the, the locker room he plays in. And I think the quarterback's going to be motivated to kind of tell his old wide receiver to kiss off. Mm-hmm. I think I could move Juju Smith-Schuster as high as number four on the list. Ah, Oh, boy. David's going to love that. No, I'm not going to love that, actually. 
because I, I thought that's where you were going. I'm not ready to do that with him yet. Okay. I understand what he's done and the targets he had last year, and he wasn't even the number one guy. I just don't trust him as a number one guy yet, fantasy wise. Okay. I think he'll be a star. Let me let me say this, David. From from even if he struggles being the guy, mm-hmm. right? How many targets did he get last year? Oh, he had a ton of targets. A hundred and sixty-six. Yeah. So when Antonio Brown walks out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Who who's getting those targets? I know. Now certainly know. Uh, James Washington or somebody else, you know, but from a volume perspective. Yeah, he Schuster could get 180 targets. Yeah, the ball is is going his way. It is. I just I don't know. All right. I'm not ready for that yet. All right, ready? Boomer bust. Where do, where do you go with this guy? Average ADP, 7 overall for wide receivers, Tyreek Hill. Leave your morality. Oh. No, leave the morality out of this. Nobody in your league gives a shit whether you have good guys or bad guys on your team. I'm not covering that perspective of this. Pretend that you don't care about it and you're just taking this guy. Where do you go with him? He's being taken as the seventh receiver off the board. So so it goes Odell, Juju, Mike Thomas, then Tyreek at seven. He's going ahead of Mike Evans, ahead of Antonio Brown, ahead of Keenan Allen, etc. Go. Yeah, and that offense, of course, he has to be that high. It's it's, he's a just a total playmaker. Has to be six, seven, eight range, no doubt. All right, I disagree, but I'll wait to give you my opinion. David? I would not take him that high. I know we're on the receivers. I honestly would take his teammate, Travis Kelsey, who's a tight end, over him. No, but we're talking I know, receivers. I know, I know. So I would not do that. I would take Thielen over him if we're just going to stick to receivers. Such a big play offense, though. You know Mahomes just going to throw right, it around the yard again. Timeout. Here's the problem. There's a little byline. By the way, Thielen, no chance. When they made the switch at offensive coordinator last year, Thielen went from being the number one fantasy wide receiver in the league to being targeted like never. Mike Zimmer wants to run it. The target share went way down when Filippo was fired. I'd be very concerned with Adam Thielen this year. But side note, Tyreek Hill, one byline in that deal was he will be subject to punishment if anything further comes out. Mm-hmm. You know how the NFL works. You mean to tell me that on the eve of the season or the eve of week three, A TMZ sports report comes out of an audio tape or a videotape. And you know what's going to happen? You're not going to have Tyreek Hill for the whole season. Hmm. I I cannot, this is again, I can't invest high picks in guys that can disappear on you. And I'm worried. And look, I've said this on our regular show, and and I'm staying, there's no morality thing here. Right. Do I believe he did it? Do I believe he should have faced punishment? Yes, I do. Do I believe Tyreek Hill's a good guy? No, I do not. I would be very concerned if Tyreek Hill's my number one wide receiver because at any moment, any report comes out, it won't be innocent until proven guilty. He will immediately be cut from that football team. Watch. You saw what happened with Kareem Hunt last year. I'm stunned they (sighs) stood by Tyreek Hill. I would be very concerned taking him that high. I personally won't have any Tyreek Hill on my teams this year. No, and actually, I was going to say that. I just thought we were, kind of like you said, just take all that other stuff out of it. Yeah, just no, no, I just didn't. The, and I misinterpret it. Just on the field, production-wise, yeah. I think he deserves to be ranked up there. But no, I th- absolutely think that there's a chance where, how can you trust this guy to stay on the field for 16 games? Right. Yeah, I just didn't want to get into the, I won't take him on my team because no, I'm a good no. person. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> no, man, we, what do you want me to do here? But a valid reason why you wouldn't take him if we're talking about stuff off the field is because he might not be able to stay uh, and play 16 games. All right, how about this? Moving down the line here. This is this is an, a player A 
or player B scenario. Are you, this is, oh God, this is going to screw with your head so bad. All right, here we go. <laughs> player A, ready? 86 catches, 1,200 yards, six TDs, had 130 targets. That's player A. Okay. Okay. Player B, hold on here. I just want to make sure I have exact facts and figures for my gentleman here. Player B, oh, this is so good. Here we go. Player B had 80 catches, 1,200 yards, five TDs, 117 targets. Which player would you rather have, player A or player B? I'll go player A under consistency model. I mean, almost a full another target per game. Okay, good answer. All right, David? I'm going player B. Just because I went A, is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My point is player A is Robert Woods. Player B is Brandon Cooks. Mm. And I'll tell you right now, in an average league, Brandon Cooks will go a round or two higher. Yes, he will. Than Robert Woods. Yes. But yet Robert Woods is amazing fantasy-wise. Yeah. Could be argued as being every bit as good. What's going on here, Roberto? He, he, I'm letting you know the time. What? I don't need the time. We're cruising. <laughs> I, I told you, I am here to go balls deep in fantasy today. You have. I'm giving the people what they want. You have. I'm. I'm. This you isn't are satisfying. That's all. right. This isn't one of those shitty fantasy football pods <laughs> where neither guy can broadcast their way out of a paper bag, or one of them's got a voice like they've just been doing, you know, whippets. I know, but remember, you did promise the people that you would do it in a certain timeline. Fuck it. We'll do it live. It's the fantasy blowout. I'm doing what I want. All right. So my point is, I think Robert Woods gives you better value there, no? Yes. How about this one? Oh, this is... You're wrong, David. It's player right. You're wrong. You're wrong. All right. This or that. T.Y. Hilton or Keenan Allen? That's so close. Ah. Allen for me. Hilton for me. See, I'm Just because you said Allen. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, dude, T.Y. Hilton, it's the, I think, who's Devin Funch is going to get all of Andrew Luck's targets? T.Y. Hilton's going to be getting those. What about Paris Campbell? Mm. Well. Calm down. How about Julian Edelman as the 17th wide receiver off the board? Mm -hmm. And let's just test you two. Julian Edelman or Kenny G? Mr. <laughs> Galladay. Love Kenny Galladay. As some people call him, Babytron. I just want to see no, if I, your I Lions blue bleeds through I again. Kenny G last year, 70 grabs, 1,000 yeah. yards, five touchdowns. Here's the problem. That's just going to go up with no Golden Tate. Well, or it goes down as they further commit to the run and a focus on tight end targets. And Marvin yeah. Jones is still there. So Here's the other thing with Edelman. We talked about, well, who's going to replace Gronk? Yeah. Who's going to do this and that and the other thing? Look, they got targets available, Mikey. Mm -hmm. You realize last year... Julian Edelman was targeted. He only played 12 games. Had the four-game suspension, right? Off a torn ACL. Got targeted 108 times. Mm. 74 grabs in 12 games. You extrapolate Jeez. over 16 games, Mike. He's catching 100 balls. See, I take Edelman over Kenny G, and I think a lot of people will sleep on Edelman. They'll just view him as a slot player. Yes. And, and the other angle, look, I, can't, I, I think touchdowns, there's a lot of luck into it. But in New England, the way they use Edelman, like Kenny G here, you, you how yeah. about this? Do you believe Hawkinson and James combined will have ten touchdowns? Yes. No. 
Ooh, see, I do, David. From oh, all no. the reports at a training camp, the relationship oh, with Stafford and Hawkinson is already there. Stop it. No, he's going he's gonna to get a ton. My point is, if Easily the Lion 10, tight ends get the their two. share and Marvin Jones ends up in the end zone on a few deep balls, you got to start to look around and go, wait a second, the Lions play the slowest pace in the league. Mm-hmm. They want to keep the ball away. They want to run it. They want to be more conservative. They've got Daryl Bevel. I'm really not into, like, if you never drafted Seattle wide receivers and they have Russell Wilson, why the fuck would you take a Lion wide receiver when they have Matthew Stafford? Mm -hmm. And they want to run it. And they want to be that team. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's me. All right, next tier of guys. Just just quick thoughts on some of these guys as we keep rolling. Um, Like, great example. What do you do with DJ Moore, Carolina? Second-year man out of Maryland. I'm afraid of him, personally. I think he's a I bit ju- of a trinket receiver. I agree with that, and I'm really not sure the touches. I mean, we know what McCaffrey's going to get. Well, remember, they got Curtis Samuel. Well, and that was, I read that today, that Curtis Samuel is kind of already emerging as yeah. the number one wide receiver. They love him in camp. They do. Now, now again, the other thing you got to look at, too, Greg Olson. Is he going to be healthy? Is he not? Yep. What I like with DJ Moore, he played all 16 games. He was in high snap counts, played a lot. Getting five, six, seven targets. Remember, Cam Newton fell apart last year. Maybe we didn't get to see the real DJ Moore. As a rookie, knowing you have Christian McCaffrey there, as a rookie, still gave you 55 grabs, almost 800 yards, couple TDs. You know, the rushing stats, he almost had 200 yards rushing. You do wonder about it. Could he be one of those guys to break through? But I, I worry about Cam's shoulder. And I worry about there's only one football to go around. Take a second to talk about it. Big powers at it again. They're leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with the, you know, candles like Ben Franklin during a power outage? That doesn't work. That's a nightmare. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch. Hooks you up with battery storage for your installation. No more searching for a flashlight when the big power tries to leave you in the dark. The number one residential solar provider in Michigan, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty. You can own your power, not just rent it from the power company. Guys, you want to get involved with the movement towards cleaner, greener energy? See if solar's right for you in your home? Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com, or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. I'll give you a guy I like quite a bit, and if I had to take a Bengal wide receiver, it's not A.J. Green. It's Tyler Boyd. Mm. Reports on A.J. Green, you're talking about him missing potentially, what, the first three games, four games of the season? Maybe five, yeah. You know, Tyler Boyd, consistent. Someone's got to get the targets. Like, A.J. Green, you know in these drafts, he's going to go high, right? Yep. Are you really willing to take him and wait four weeks? I don't think this is A.J. Green of three, four years ago. I have no interest in it. Wouldn't you rather just wait several rounds and take Tyler Boyd as, say, the 26th receiver off the board? No? Yeah, A.J. Green's more of a name than anything right now, too. Plus, yes. with, the, with the possible with the suspension or I, the missing the games. I I'll say. give you another guy I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. PPR or not, it doesn't matter to me. I want no part of Jarvis Landry. None. Like, I'm not even that high on Odell Beckham Jr., not not to where they're getting taken. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, think about Jarvis Landry. A, the Bra- people always forget about this. The Browns want to run the football. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, Nick Chubb is awesome. And, oh, by the way, they got Kareem Hunt. Like, what do you think they're going to do the second half of the year 
Jarvis Landry is just a guy who catches a ton of short passes. Yes. And doesn't really get in the end zone. I mean, outside he did of last year. What? He had four touchdowns I last know. year. My point is, he had one outlier year in his yeah. career. Here's Jarvis Landry's t- touchdowns as a wide receiver five, four, four, nine, four. Yeah. And you mean to tell me now he's going to have a touchdown spike mm-hmm. with David Njoku, with Chubb, with Odell, with Callaway? Right. I can't do it. I want no part of Jarvis Landry. Any disagreement? No, I don't disagree because I gave him a chance last year and he felt me. So, no, I don't disagree well, at all. Oh, it's gotten personal. <laughs> uh, no to Sammy Watkins. No to Corey Davis. Uh, no to Marvin Jones. I'm going to give you a thumbs up on a guy here who's going off the board damn near outside the top 40. You guys can say I'm stupid. What about second-year wide receiver out of Texas A&M, Christian Kirk for I like Arizona? Mm-hmm. Look, we know Fitz is going to have his swan song. Kirk was Kyler Murray's teammate yep. for a short time at AM. They like each other. They've been on the record. They had a relationship there. Kirk's a really talented kid. If this new offense clicks at all and you can take Christian Kirk here, you mean to tell me you don't like the upside of Kirk over, say, what? You want me to ride the Corey Davis train again? Mm-mm. Sammy Watkins, my feet are made of Legos train again? You know, Jarvis Landry? I can't do it. Robbie Anderson, deep threat only. No thank you. Hello? Hello? Anybody? What about Cooper Cup? I like Cooper Cup. Again, where am I taking him? It's all about value. Where am I taking him? What's Cooper Cup's ADP? I got to find it. I'm not too high on him. No, I mean, he was Goff's favorite receiver. He was their favorite receiver. But the problem is he's coming off an ACL. When is he even back? I don't even know when he's back. Pull that up for me. See here. Where the the fuck is Cooper Cup? I can't even find this guy. (laughs) What is he in Canada? Where the hell did this guy go? Somebody find Cooper Cup. Is he alive? See, a day ago, happened to get his first hit out of the way. It felt great. So he must be good. All right, let me see Cooper Cup before he got hurt. Let's look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. Targets each week 9, 6, 5, 11, 9, 1, 6, 8. Good for about five grabs a week. Extrapolate the numbers. 80 for 11. I mean, look, like, don't love. If he's your third wide receiver, I'm good. The mm-hmm. problem is you probably got to pay for as he's your second. Look, if Cooper Cup is coming off the board as the number 20 wide receiver. Yeah, I see that. I can't do that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that either. <laughs> and I sure as hell wouldn't do it in a half or full PPR. Mm-hmm. No yeah. thanks. All right, give me a wide receiver sleeper who could win you your league. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Go deep, as Roberto says. How about Will Fuller? Boy, that's a great He's got a great quarterback. That's a great pull. He's got a great quarterback, a guy that you're going to probably get in a somewhat of a later round. You know he what? could have a great year. Roberto hates that we are enjoying it this much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. He hates this. You just leave us alone. Currently, Will Fuller going off the board as the number 34 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. One spot under Sammy Watkins. One spot ahead of Corey Davis. I'm with Young Sullivan on this. I would take Will Fuller all day, every day, over guys like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean even, think about other guys in the same category as him. D.D. Westbrook. Yes, I like D.D. I was going um, to mention him. Curtis Samuel. Robbie Anderson. I don't see. I don't like deep threats in fantasy. Yeah, I need guys who get volume. Yes. I'll give you a guy down here who I like, and maybe you think I'm nuts, but 
Geronimo Allison is a really underrated football player, mm -hmm. and he was horribly banged up last year, had some concussion problems. I think if Geronimo Allison comes back healthy, he will greatly outperform the likes of Kiki QT, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Valdez Scantling, Devin Funches. Out of that grouping of, of wideouts between, let's say, 35 and 50, mm -hmm. might be my favorite player in the mix there. Uh, Golden Tate I'd throw in the garbage can with the suspension. Emmanuel Sanders off a, an Achilles, no thank you. Dante Moncrief, no thank you. And then you're then you're into that next level of guys that frankly, if you're playing these guys, you got some problems. I mean, are you kidding me? You're rolling out DK Metcalf as a rookie? <laughs> nope. Terrell Williams? Nope. Michael Gallup's a deep threat. Nikhil Harry's a rookie. Can't do it. Uh, David, late round. Give me a wide receiver kind of deep cut who could win you your league. I don't know if he could win you the league. I've just been a fan of his. Cortland Sutton. I've just been a fan of his. I know he didn't have a quarterback last year. Does he have one now? Well, Flacco, well, Sucks. he is what he is. The problem is they're going to use Cortland Sutton in the slot when yeah. he should be playing outside. I agree. Talented kid, 6'3", 215. Now, if Emmanuel Sanders gets hurt, I think you're you're on the money with that selection. You know what guy I'm really interested in, and I think he could end up the Bears' number one wide receiver? What about Anthony Miller? Mm -hmm. I love drafting guys, just or if him. you can trade for guys, in the second year of their career. Mm -hmm. They get the rookie year out of the way. They're going to use Anthony Miller, move him all over the field. Primary slot guy, though. When you look at Anthony Miller, look, man, this is a super athletic kid. That Nagy system is complex. It takes time to pick it up. I, would you be surprised if he supplants Allen Robinson as the team's number no. one? No, I wouldn't at all. And let's say you're getting Anthony Miller at beep, bop, boop. You're getting Anthony Miller as the 45th wide receiver off the board. You know where Allen Robinson's going? Oh, like 10, 15 spots higher, right? Oh, at least. Yeah, hold on. i got to pull this up. He's going as number wide receiver number 26. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Because think about this. Let's say you take a guy in that range. What, Mike Williams? You know, hurt A.J. Green. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey seems like he's 60. <laughs> or you could wait and mm -hmm. you take a high upside guy, what, two, three rounds later? Yep. Or Geronimo Allison. See, I like yep. that tier of of wideouts between 35 and 50. I think there's a ton of production here. I really do. I Now, uh, I was going to give you another one, but no one will know who the hell the guy is. So let's just move <laughs> on. All right, let's tackle the quarterbacks. We're on a bonus time. Now, listen. I don't value quarterbacks in fantasy, so I'm the wrong guy to talk to. I think the quarterback position is deep. I think you wait to get one. If you're a championship owner like myself, I waited to get Lord Philip Rivers and all of his eight children uh, <laughs> for $6 in my auction. Late deal. But let's at least approach this top down that if you were going to spend money on a top flight QB, I perceive the top four quarterbacks to be very, very straightforward. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck. Is there anyone you would add to that elite category, or do we just take those four? Well, Stafford, obviously. No. Uh, those, yeah, those four for yeah. sure. I think Watson is pretty close second behind Mahomes, actually, from a fantasy perspective. All right, so where would you end up with any of them on your fantasy teams, either in a draft or an auction? My answer is no. I will not pay those prices. And I'm not going to take them in the round necessary to take them. There's too much value you can get later. I really believe that. Which of the four, obviously, which of the four would you want, though? And I know on the outside people are going, you dumbass, it's Mahomes. <laughs> Wait for my answer. Go I ahead. was going to say Aaron Rodgers because I think Mahomes is an obvious choice. Okay. I would go Aaron Rodgers, though. 
when you look at sure. Patrick Mahomes' season last year, and you look at the greatest passing seasons of all time, the previous best seasons ever, whether it be Dan Marino in 1984, or whether it be Peyton Manning Oof. in, what was it, 12 or 13, mm. do you know what happened the next year? Drastic regression. Mm-hmm. Go look it up. Dan Marino wasn't even in the top 10 the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, Peyton Manning took a huge step backward. What Mahomes did was so absurd, it leaves a window open for a lot of regression. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question. He had 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. One of the great seasons, maybe the greatest season ever. Here's my point. If you're taking Mahomes where you got to take him, and he gives you 4,000 yards and 38 TDs, He's probably still the number one quarterback in fantasy. Mm -hmm. But is he number one by enough to where it would justify the selection or the cost in an auction? My answer is no. In order, like Mahomes will go, let's say you have a $200 salary cap league uh, auction. My guess Mahomes is going to cost 30 bucks, 25 bucks, right? Mm hmm. That money you spend there, think about what you're costing yourself at the other positions. For Mahomes to justify that, he essentially has to go out and have either the greatest or second greatest season in history. Back to back. So I ask you again, what quarterback would you want if we associate the draft position or the cost based on the league you play in? Oh boy, I think I made their head explode. No, I'll stick with Aaron Rodgers. You're going with A-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I love Rodgers, but Andrew Luck, I think, will have a fantastic year, too. The Sean Watson, fan, he's, he's, Sean Watson's great, but I, I would probably say Luck. I'm questioning uh, Luck thing. I'd probably say Luck, I guess. And by the way, the average draft position of Mr. Mahomes, I'm just pulling this up, right now is 44 overall. And I think that is lower than any league I'll play in. I think you are going to see him go in the top twenty-five. Picks. I agree with that. And I can't. Yep. I can't do it. Let's get oh, to the. Sure. Let's get to the most controversial player in all of this. Baker Mayfield. Mm. Yeah, he's Cur- right up there. Currently going as the number five quarterback overall. Mm. I'll let you two go first. I will save my fanboyism uh, for last. My, I, I love Baker Mayfield, but my only concern is, is I think that it's a boomer bust year with the Browns, meaning. Yeah, on paper, it looks fucking awesome. I mean, they have a fantasy football team out there on their offense. But can it all mesh? Can it all? Can they all just create this super offense in year one? I don't know. Because certainly looks like they have the playmakers, but I just really wonder if it'll if it'll all just click right away, uh, as we've seen happen with super teams before in every sport. Sometimes it takes a little bit for it to actually all click. David? Yeah, I have major question marks with uh, how the ball is going to be spread around and how he's going to keep people happy and gain his numbers. I would take Ryan and Carson Wentz over Baker Mayfield. Let me just for reference offer you what Baker Mayfield did as a rookie. You don't have to value it. I would just appreciate no pithy remarks, please. Uh, 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 picks, and remember... Because Hugh Jackson is a functioning idiot, he didn't start this kid the first two weeks. And he only played half the game against the Jets. So, you know, you're talking a guy who could go out, get 4,000 yards, get north of 30 touchdowns, but here's my problem. ton of personalities in that locker room. Yep. One football. And a team that wants to run it. 
I worry, and I'm with David on this, I love Baker, and I think Baker's going to be really, really good, like superstar good. But if you're taking him as the number five quarterback overall, he can't finish as the number eight or nine guy. Mm-hmm. You know, can I guarantee Baker's better than Russell Wilson? No. I can't. Can I guarantee, from a fantasy perspective, can I guarantee he's better than Carson Wentz? No. Can't guarantee it. Can I guarantee he's better than Matt Ryan? Here's another one. If, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if <laughs> Cam Newton's shoulder's right. Mm-hmm. In yep. that offense. Yep. CMC, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Greg Olson. People are saying this is the best skill players that Cam's ever been given. Yep. I can't guarantee Baker finishes at him either. Mm-hmm. I love Baker. I'll have Baker on one of my on, on my dynasty league team because I'm a championship owner and I drafted him last year. But if I'm in a redraft league, Baker's name is going to add a round or about five bucks to his draft value. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I'm willing to pay that freight. All right, give me a quarterback yeah. outside of the top 10 right now that you think next year will be inside the top 10. I know my Ooh. answer, and I'm going to get yelled at. Outside. And I'm going to love it. You want me to go first? Go ahead. Wow. Kyler Murray. Championship. I was going to say Kyler Murray, but. I'll tell you right now. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Well, because you got to remember, it's not about reality. It's about the numbers. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray ran for 1,000 yards mm-hmm. in back-to-back seasons. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray completed passes with the very same completion rate that Baker Mayfield did. Yep. He's going into an offense in Arizona where, look, man, I know they haven't come to terms with Michael Crabtree yet, but they got Larry Fitzgerald. They drafted Christian Kirk. They drafted Andy Urshela. They, they went out and got Charles Clay. Mm-hmm. Like, they, dude, they got weapons. They got David Johnson. I think Kyler Murray, from a duality standpoint, like right now, if I asked you, okay, Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott, right now for to start on your fantasy team, who do you take? Murray. Okay. For sure. So automatically, he's a top 15 quarterback. All right, Kyler Murray or Jameis Winston. And I'm assuming you're playing in a league where interceptions are negative yeah, points. it's Murray. Okay. For sure. Mikey. Uh, well, guess what? For sure. Jameis is going off the board as the number 12 yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he's really yeah. high in these rankings. All right, so that. hold on. Let me give you another one. You ready? Jared Goff. Right here, right now. Goff going off the board as the number 10 quarterback. I would take Kyler Murray. Yes. You? I would take Goff. Okay, but guess what? The point is proven. For anyone who's laughing like, these jerks think Kyler... Dude, it's numbers. The only guy on this list that I would elevate a little bit, why'd I got to do my man Phil Rivers like this? (laughs) Phillip Rivers going off the board as the 17th quarterback? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Well, first of all, he may not have a Super Bowl, but he's got a championship on my team. That's my guy. Phillip Rivers was awesome last year. And look, he won't finish the year with a single rushing yard. But can I remind you, Phillip Rivers last year finished with 4,400 yards passing, 32 TDs, and 12 picks. Yep. And he's a genuinely good man. Mm -hmm. I thought Drew Brees was a little low, too. I mean, with with as much as he has, isn't isn't Mm. he a top 10? He was like 13th or something. See, Sully just hit something I was actually just going to mention with Drew Brees. Go ahead. I would not take him in the top 15 of quarterbacks. Every year at the end of the season, he has declined. Mm. His arm. I think he threw under 4,000 yards last year. David, how about this? You ready? Here we go. So from 13 to 16, setting all kinds of records. Mm-hmm. 5,000 yards, 4,900, 4,800, 5,200. He goes from 5,200 to 4,300 mm-hmm. in 2017, 
to 3,992 last year. Mm -hmm. They're throwing it less. And David's right, Mike. You go and look here. You look at his numbers. There's something to this. He's 40. It's almost like he's on a pitch count or something. Yes. And by the end of the year, he just seems like yeah. he's gassed. Yep. How how does this how does this do you as you head down the stretch? Exactly. In your fantasy playoffs. Here's here is what Drew Brees gave you in your fantasy playoffs. Ready? Depending on the week you start, you could start as early as 12 or as late as week 13. If you start later than that, I think you're you're insane. 171 yards passing, 127 yards passing, 201 yards passing, 203 yards passing. Mm. Oh, and in three of those four games, touchdown pick, touchdown pick, no touchdown, one pick. Mm. Last game of the season was week 16 against Pittsburgh. He then blew up. Yeah, of course he did. 326. But I'm telling you, there's something to it. I just... I can't do it with Brees. And, yeah. and I know I've said it for a couple of years now, and I know Brady continues to prove me wrong. He's nowhere near the quarterback he used to be. He's still good. Yes. Drew, Drew Brees could be my quarterback anytime. All day. But from a fantasy perspective, I put both Drew Brees and Tom Brady outside of my top 15. Yes. I can't do it. Well, can I offer you a long shot, then? Give me a guy that can win me my league from the ashes. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on this train because this is—I was asked— we did the whole bit of, hey, who's going to be the best quarterback out of this class? And I said this before he was drafted, and Josh I was laughed Allen. at. Josh Allen. I think he could have a, a, mm. a breakout year. I, I like him over still over all those, you know, Josh Rosen and Darnold and those guys. I think Josh Allen could have a really good year, and they're trying to give him some more weapons. And he does it, on the, he does it with his feet, too. Well, he, He's going to pick up yards. You brought it up. Nobody would ever think that a guy 6'5", 250, you know, some cowboy from Wyoming— is going to go out there and do what he did. He had 631 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, eight, count him, eight rushing touchdowns. Mm. Here's the problem. The passing numbers, in a word, atrocious. Ten touchdowns, 12 picks, uh, barely cracked 2,000 yards passing, You know, 6.5 yards per attempt, uh, only completed 52.8% of his passes. Mike, you're right. They added John Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they drafted Devin Singletary. I, I know they're trying. I think they got Tyler Croft, the tight end from Cincinnati. They're trying, but man, oh man, Mike, if he doesn't take, he's got to make a seismic, like a yep. huge quantum leap forward passing the ball to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to laugh at Mike, though, because look. It's a long shot. Pick. But but you're right. Look, you could take Josh Allen for a dollar in the last yes. round of your league. For sure. Like, like here. Of these quarterbacks, tell me where you'd go. Now, again, I think Phillip Rivers is criminally underrated where mm-hmm. he's getting drafted. But Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins? Josh. Josh Allen or Tom Brady? Well, oh. every year we say this, then Brady goes out and has an MVP type year. <laughs> well, hold on. If, when you Hold on now. Let, let, let's, let's look at this. You pull up Brady's season. Uh-huh. Let, uh, let's not get carried away now. I mean, 29 touchdowns, 12 picks. He does not run the ball at all. Remember, yeah. if your scoring system is like mine, every 10 rushing yards is a point. Mm-hmm. Well, right. right. Josh Allen's got an extra 60 points. Right. How many yards did Brady throw for last year? 4,300. See, but here's the factor. There's no Gronk. 
Right. Well, and there's the other. And Nikhil touch, Harry, though. Touchdowns, right? though. Yeah, yeah. Again. Again, yeah. Give me out. From a fantasy perspective, give me Allen. I always feel dirty saying that, like I'm disrespecting Tom Brady because he keeps winning every fucking year. <laughs> Allen? <laughs> Allen or Stafford? In the new offense, I guess Allen. I have to say Allen, yeah. Which is crazy because Stafford is a fantasy, uh, you know, just a stat stuffing machine over well, the years. Oh, he used to be. Oh, he used to Definitely be. Definitely something to think about, though. I, look, I'm not going to laugh at you. I wouldn't roll into the season with him as my starter. But if you went into this league and let's say you drafted a Phil Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger late, mm-hmm. uh, cheap, use him as your primary, and you tuck Josh Allen in your back pocket, by week six or seven it might be flipped. I'm not going to laugh at Sully. He's been on that Allen train from the start. He's got every right to stick to it. All right, quickly, let's cover the tight ends in our fantasy bonanza. The big three, this is much like the quarterbacks, Kelsey, uh, Kittle, yep. and Ertz. Yep. I won't have any of them on my team. I will not pay the price. I will not draft or, or or pay the auction price for them at that level. I have no interest. And it, it, where Are you guys going to end up with these guys on your team? Do you have any issue with the big three? No issue. I have an issue with one of them. I have no I've issue. I've never focused my team, and I've I've won plenty of championships as well. <laughs> I've, never focused, oh I've never focused my team on a premier tight end. Never. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to read you these numbers. And then I'm going to tell you why this guy is a bust this year. And a bust means he just won't live up to what he costs. He'll still be really, really good, though. Okay? 36, 58, 75, 78, 74, 116. Those are Zach Ertz's yeah, receptions. Say, that's Zach Ertz, yeah. When you catch 42 more passes after stabilizing what you are as mm-hmm. an elite NFL tight end, mm-hmm. he is not catching 116 balls this year. He is not getting targeted 156 times. Will not happen. I just think for what you got to pay for Zach Ertz, he's going to be a bust. Now, he'll put up really good numbers. And he won't disappoint you as far as each week going out. But, like, I don't see Ertz in that offense. You know, they brought in Arciega Whiteside. They mm-hmm. got Alshon. They brought in a zillion running backs. Carson Wentz will spread the ball around. I think Ertz has got bust where he's being drafted written all over. Second group of tight ends. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets really dicey. Of this grouping, tight ends 4 through 10, O.J. Howard, mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald, Ebron, Njoku. Anything stick out, good or bad, there for you? There's one that sticks out for me. Ebron. Good or bad? Good. I think he's going to. All right, you're comfortable. With how it went last year with Andrew Luck, you know he's going to get goal line targets. Uh, Okay. That's the type of tight end I take. I don't want a touchdown dependent guy. We don't take. We don't build around top tight ends. We build around solid, productive tight ends. <laughs> Jesus, that's Christ. how we win in this. All story. right, David. Good. Something in that category of of interesting note to the people. Yeah, bad is Cook. Really? I just don't see him getting touchdown targets with all the other targets they have in that offense with Drew Brees. I'll give you good with O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. I think they're both studs. I think they'll both outperform Zach Ertz. Hot take. Wow. That was a bad trade I made O.J. Howard last year. I think O.J. Howard's fantastic, too. He's good. Yeah. Um, the next grouping, I, I got to pick a, a sleeper. You want you want a guy that will go late outside, of the, let's say a 12-team league, and he'll mm-hmm. go outside of the top 12. And this is a guy that I think could... This is like Sully's Josh Allen. I'll give you a guy who could win you your league. And if you're a championship organization like me, you took him in the late rounds last year. <laughs> uh, Mark Andrews, tight end with Baltimore. Baltimore yes. yes. I love this kid at Oklahoma. Every time you watch Baker Mayfield, you saw this Mark Andrews rumbling down the field for a 40-yard grab. Andrews, to me, 
And look, I understand they they drafted Hayden Hurst, but Hayden Hurst is more of a blocker. Andrews last year, he had some games where you you looked up and went, damn, I should have played him this week. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Like, I think Mark Andrews is a guy in the second year of Lamar, in the second year of that that new scheme, you're going to get a guy for free. You pick him up after your draft or for a buck at your draft. Andrews, I mean, 6'5", 260, he, he's just, yep. he's a dude. Yeah. And he's worth a late lottery ticket, and I'm going to give you another, t- I'll give you another one. And if you slept on him last year, like, I know they're a grease fire. I know they're a bad football team, but I'm talking about freebies here. Free! Mike Gusecki, Miami tight end, second-year mm-hmm. kid out of Penn mm. State. Don't sleep on him. I think Gusecki is going to be Rosen's best friend down there. Yeah. Uh, I think Dallas Goddard. Is really interesting from Philly. Mm-hmm. Remember, they are using a ton of two tight end sets, and less Ertz equals more others. Get it free, uh, and I think both rookies are really interesting. Why not Hawkinson and Noah Fant? Mm-hmm. I think Hawkinson's rated way too low. Yeah, I, I'm not, oh, and I not, that's not me. Lions bias, anything like no, that. I, I just think he's going to get with with what the direction of this offense is, what they're trying to do. And all the training camp reports you hear, Stafford should have a pretty good relationship with Hawkinson this year, dumping him the ball. Yeah, and I, I think Noah Fant is I walking, like him. He's walking into a fabulous situation. I like Fant. I, I know it's one preseason game, but I saw him, and I leading up to the draft, he runs his routes like a receiver. He's so good. Mm-hmm. I really think he's going to be an impact tight end. All right, listen, there's the deal. We didn't get time to Roberto's rant. I went crazy on fantasy, so here's what I want. Get involved. I'll have Sully put something up there. You got questions that weren't answered from this, I'll do a fantasy mailbag in two weeks, and we'll knock out some more stuff. So that is the deal. Thanks for listening, as always. Hey, make sure to send more beautiful, beautiful reviews. uh, And also uh, subscribe. And like I said, I'm going to get you details on the football betting podcast where even if you're not a gambler, uh, because I don't bet the games, even if you're not a gambler, it's just going to be great football talk and great information. And Jesus, I mean, you need a reason to talk football. So we'll get you the information on how to subscribe to that as well. And we'll talk to you next week.